What's going on, guys? This is another episode of Chats with Max. I got the wonderful, the successful, the beautiful Kim yeah. Rose Art on today. <laughs> She's also my girlfriend, so I'm not a creep. But <laughs> I decided, I thought that we should do a podcast together because she has a following of around 40, actually today, 46,000 followers online and more across other platforms and mm. she spent years gathering that audience and now she's sold tens of thousands of dollars worth of paintings and tattoo designs <laughs> and she can fill you in that on merch. all the other kinds of styles and art pieces that she sold you're like what does she sell again yeah <laughs> let's, not, let's not mess this one up yeah right <laughs> all right well let's get into this miles roll that intro music bro travel entertainment fashion Photography, social media, business, music. This is Chats with Max. Uh, so, Kim, why don't you give a little bit of intro for yourself before we get into this? All right, cool. Well, first off, by the nice. way, we're drinking rose. <laughs> by my request. Wanna, brands, if you want to plug a rose into this podcast, we would be more than welcome to do that. By rose. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so basically. I am an artist and I have always been an artist. I kind of toyed around in the social media world and doing influencer ambassador work for different brands. And that's kind of what got me started on the whole social media marketing, social media world. And then, you know, we started dating somewhere along there. We started working as a team Mm -hmm. either with different brands. Um, I have a camera and ladies out there guys out there you can have a significant other learn how to use a camera that's such a cool skill to have because then we started shooting together doing stuff together and it's been a fun journey but yeah that's kind of the gist of what i do right now Mm-hmm. sorry guys this computer's getting a little active over here with the fan just trying to make sure it doesn't overheat because last time we almost lost the whole podcast episode it exploded <laughs> essentially here one second we're gonna take a pause so kim i know the audience wants a little bit of a deeper story of how you've gotten into art and where that all started so let's hear it okay so- by the way by the way i'm gonna act kind of like i don't know kim even though i do so if it sounds like how do you not know that about your girlfriend i definitely do i'm just trying to share questions. with the audience a little about a little bit about my girl's life. Actually, in like three years together, we've just never talked about any of this. <laughs> we just <laughs> exactly. didn't do any of that. No. Um. So ever since I was a little girl, pretty much, I have always been interested in art and different forms of art, playing with art, things like that. My mom really helped me, you know, play in my creativity. She would allow me to play with paint, sign me up for different classes, fun things like that. And so, yeah, I've pretty much always loved that. And it wasn't until um, more recently that I learned through social media that I could take art a little bit more seriously. I studied as I think you were taking it seriously around senior year, for sure. Well, yeah. I think you were gearing up from sophomore, junior on up to senior, though, for sure. I think I was. And the whole process of me realizing that I could make money off of art started in high school, senior year. One of my, I almost said professors, one of my teachers asked me to design her a tattoo. And I guess she'd seen me doodle and stuff like that in class because always, I'm always doodling something like that. And I did one for her. I posted it on Instagram and other people thought it looked cool and they wanted a design as well. So 
that just kind of evolved and I realized, hey, I can start posting my art on Instagram and I mm-hmm. can start sharing what I'm doing that way and see other artists and what they're sharing that way. And so, you know, through that, I started getting more and more commission work and realizing. So I went to Azusa. We went to Azusa and majored in business, minored in art. And I got really fascinated with the whole social media world started really realizing I could push that as far as marketing, as far as making money mm-hmm. um, and as far as growing a brand. So yeah, you're right about senior year, actually how we met that whole thing kind of made me realize that I could take this a step further. And ever since then I've just been focusing on that. Yeah. I want to reel it in a little bit though. Cause I feel like we're bouncing around. I was kind yeah. of talking about what got you into art from the beginning. Just uh, playing with it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at what age and like what timing? Oh my gosh. Ever since I was a little, and I know little's vague. Okay. Five, six, seven, pretty much as soon as a kid can start playing with paints, I would play with paints. Mm-hmm. Um, I would make a mess in the kitchen on the table things like that um have always had some sort of a creative outlet mm-hmm. not necessarily because you're seven you don't look at other artists i'm not looking at picasso and being like oh, i'm inspired you just you're a kid you're playing with it it's fun so that's how i got started yeah what age do you think roughly five pretty much as soon as i can start so essentially you've been practicing art for gosh if he knows over, my o- age over 18 years uh, I guess I yeah I guess yeah yeah I mean if you boil it down to that right yeah you're 23 you start yeah. at five yeah so that it takes a lot of time guys I mean it doesn't just happen overnight it especially a lot of practice. if you're listening and you want to be an artist and make money off of your craft I mean it takes time yeah I get asked almost daily uh about tips or how I got to be as good as I was at art and honestly it's just practice practice a lot Obviously, I think you have to have some kind of an inclination and obviously a liking towards it. But I think a lot of things are practice. There's my alarm. Um, we're still good. I'll check the time. So, Kim, we didn't really talk about where you're from. Do you want to give your followers kind of a little briefing of that? I know I know. <laughs> um, you yeah. would hope I would know after we dated this long. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. So, where are you from, Kim? Where did this all begin? Okay, so I grew up in Orange County, um, an area called Rancho Santa Margarita, which is kind of near Mission Viejo, which is a little better known. But pretty much grew up over there, went to private school in Tustin, and uh, grew up in the same house pretty much. We did move once, um, but we loved the area so much, uh, we stayed in the area. And then after that, I went to university at Azusa Pacific University, um, which was more towards the LA, specifically in Azusa area. So it wasn't that far from home. I actually, I did live on campus, but it was maybe like two and a half hours away from home. So if I ever wanted to, I could go home for the weekend or things like that for holidays, stuff like that. So what were your influences, your childhood influences that have pushed you on to pursue art? Pursue art. Uh, like I said, pretty much just playing with it when I was younger. My mom really was a huge inspiration behind all that. She uh, was more of a creative mind. So just to give you a little bit of a backstory, I grew up in a house and my dad is an engineer, very like right brain. My mom was always into theater and arts, you know, fine arts, singing. We would always sing together. I played piano. 
um, as most young children were forced to, <laughs> mm-hmm. just to kind of develop these skills. Um, that was a huge pusher for me. And then you were I, forced to learn piano. Yeah, I, I was don't forced remember to, hearing that. Oh yeah, when I was seven, I remember crying over the piano because I didn't want to freaking play. What the hell? I wish yeah. I had piano lessons that early. I mean, in hindsight, looking back, yeah, it was such a good experience, and I learned a lot from it. I yeah. learned a lot about. Can you discipline. play anything now? I haven't seen you ever yeah. play the piano. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Interesting. I have three. Very interesting. You just learned something that Max didn't know. Uh, so you were referencing earlier your, your light bulb moment, essentially, about when you realized you could take art seriously. Yeah. And it seemed like it really happened around junior, senior year. Yeah. Especially after your internship at Media Kicks. You were like, okay, yeah. I see these numbers of, of following, essentially, and these dollars lining up when it comes to brand deals. Yeah. If I can match that with my own art sales, I mean, we're really working with something. It's kind of what you were thinking along Definitely. the lines then, right? Yeah. So and that was, that was uh, spring of 2017. Yeah. Senior year, yeah. Uh, second semester, I got that internship. We're 2018 right now. July yeah. July 24th. So yeah, it was, it was, it was about, it's been about a year-ish. It's weird a, to think. A year plus since you yeah. really decided to just let's go with it yeah i mean especially going full force to backtrack a little bit um so the reason i i'll backtrack a little before that and then go back to touch upon what you just talked about but it was junior year studying at azusa apu and azusa pacific because not everyone knows those azusa pacific university shout out (laughs) where max went to where we met (laughs) <laughs> ladies that go to APU. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Nice fun men in APU. Um, anyway, so we went through this program called Zoo Ventures, and basically it was like Shark Tank, um, but they did a lot more coaching. And I remember, because it's hard, I was taking 19 units that semester. And if you've ever taken 19 units, and like me, I'm a very adamant, I want to get A's. It's just kind of how I've always grown and I was that's the goal type things I didn't know if I was going to go further schooling or not still don't know yet we don't know um but I was (laughs) I know (laughs) I (laughs) I know what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) I was I was pushing um for all those and then trying to take on this whole zoo ventures thing with in essence it's as hard as any other class it was like adding another class because they give you coursework is it still going keep going okay um, they give you coursework and they give you homework and they, um, it's just a lot. She's and drunk, so everyone. That's why she hiccuped. I am so wasted right now. It's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> so you were talking about your light bulb moment, your internship at Media Kicks. Okay. Um, I was sitting in one of the, they give little lectures in the Zoo Ventures course feeling very overwhelmed, wanting to pitch. I We had to pitch the next day. Wait, what the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about when I realized that I wanted to do this. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about how we met. I was like, no. We didn't meet at Zoo Ventures, though, so I we'll know. get to that later. Shout out to Zoo Ventures. You made this possible. All right, keep going. To our sponsors at APU, Zoo Ventures. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm expecting that check so I can pay for my tuition at APU. Some- <laughs> All right, oh, my god. Keep gosh. going, keep going. Okay, so um, I was basically sitting in on this lecture feeling very overwhelmed feeling like I wasn't going to be able to present the next day because I hadn't even written my speech 
And whenever I speak in front of people, I like to be very, very well prepared. Oh, that is a bunch of bullshit. You like last minute make your speech all the I time. I last minute wing it, but I always last minute make it. It's weird. I know. So you're not prepared for it. I, uh, <laughs> I think those acting classes I took when I was younger. Now I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Someone's going to get tipsy, I hope. Um, but so not sure if I was going to be able to do this to pitch the next day. Um, or... Actually, no, I believe it was probably even that day. We were pitching later on and they were giving us a talk. But regardless, the main point is that someone was talking about doing something, having a reason of why you're doing what you're doing and realizing that when time gets hard, that's what's you're going to have to keep coming back to. You need to keep coming back to the yeah. why am I doing this? Just because there's going to be so many hurdles that make you want to just no stop. matter what you do there's yeah. going to be hurdles like i love what i do and i love doing it every day yeah. but there are times where you're just like why are you overwhelmed so i was very much feeling that and they said the why and for me it clicked that it wasn't really even about me or for me it was i was more just utilizing the resources that i'd been given but my art business at that time was young still growing um but even then early on i knew that a percentage of my business, I wanted to give back to kids in Mexico. That's just always been a passion of mine. Um, and in that moment, I realized it wasn't so much for me. It was more for them. And something clicked in my brain was like, Kim, basically get over yourself. If you make a fool of yourself, it's no big deal. Like who gives a shit, but just go for it. You know, just push past your comfort level because it's not for you it's for them mm -hmm. and in that moment I was like okay let's do this and I did it and it was it was good but from that moment I realized just to keep pushing that was one of my big reasons of why well you, wait so uh, I mean for the audience what was your why because my why that was, was a long story to help kids in Mexico basically okay. that I could use my art as something bigger than just a sake of art and so that was for that and so you know through that, I kept pushing through social media and things like that and growing. And I wanted to learn. I knew that there was this new buzzword called influencer marketing. Wanted to know if there's longevity in this. Should I put my cards in this? All my eggs in this basket? Mm -hmm. Is this a real career? Um, and so that's why I got an internship at a social media marketing company in Santa Monica. And through that, learned how much money is actually spent on campaigns for me, I remember there was this one. She was a mommy blogger. and her Give us some numbers. And uh, since, since yeah, this I'll, is a business podcast, give us some numbers. Yeah, I'll give you dollars. finite numbers. I don't really remember. You don't have to say the name of the influencer. I don't remember the name of the influencer, but I remember, A, she had cute pictures. B, she was only at 50,000 followers, which in the grand scheme of things is just barely cutting it. Which, by the way, fast the forward, th she's talking about some things she learned at her internship at a company in Santa Monica. Social that media marketing was involved, company. yeah, with social media marketing and working with influencers on brand deals, essentially. So yeah. she's talking about the rates she saw that some of the influencers had. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see the spreadsheets of what the influencers, I learned how to run a campaign and I learned how much influencers were making. So for me, the moment when I was like, yes, this is what I want to do mm -hmm. is there was this one wine company and they were having an event in I forget where, like it, some beautiful very nice. wine country and they were going to pay for her trip to go out. And so this was a mommy blogger. She had really pretty pictures and they were giving her, you know, an inclusive trip. Um, she had to make a video, I believe, 
uh, a small little clip video to post on her Instagram and some send some pictures over. Mm-hmm. And they paid her like 20 grand just to go have fun for a couple days drinking wine. And I was like, what? Like, is this life? I want it. You know, it just sounds awesome. How, how much money again? 20 grand. Yeah, 20 grand, guys. <laughs> to sip on wine and just like enjoy it, you know? So. Well, she was posting content. She was, st- she was still working. But I assume there was more to it. For us, it definitely seems like fun work. Oh, definitely yeah. fun work. And I mean, I'm to sure. Some people that might not sound that good, though. They I might- mean, you definitely have to have a want if you're trying to be in this type of thing uh, to push yourself hard yeah. and working for yourself. And to be very motivated. Um, but the payoff, honestly, like the things that even we've done together, it's been really fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, one of my favorite memories through this whole process of, you know, you chasing your following and, and art business in general and me doing my thing is when we, when we were in New York visiting our friend Mark and we got yeah. to uh, have a comped helicopter ride over the city. Oh, that, that was, was when I first fun. realized I was like, wow, this is like real money. Because that would have costed like, what, $700 probably, something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, it was like 450 a person or something like that. 450 which, a person? Yeah, I thought it was like flying, 200 No, you were flying right over the um, right over the city of New York, over all the famous landmarks. Yeah, that was like one of the coolest experiences I've had where I was like, wow. Like, and that was when... Th- th- these numbers online really trend getting a little tipsy over max is drunk full disclosure everyone (laughs) we're just sipping on some rose shout out to jojo right he would respect the wine grind oh my gosh but yeah that's the moment when i realized that this following is really translating to some dollars and and to some recognition in the real world yeah because even then i mean because you always hear the generic things that people say that it you know it really matters and blah 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 but that's when we first experienced it for just in person like because we've had brand deals and stuff come in the mail but going and experiencing a helicopter ride from this stuff was pretty crazy yeah and i'll have you guys know just to give you some perspective um my following wasn't that big it was maybe like 20 25k at the time you're right you weren't even at 30 yet i was not at 30k um and i think it's all a numbers game honestly i tell people over and over again you're gonna get a lot of no's but you just need to keep persisting and sending out like when it comes to brand deals when it comes to brand deals i reached out to a lot of different helicopter companies in new york and we got that one you know (laughs) you just had one respond to you just now like a year later. oh yeah just recently literally max no we max uh, uh, helps manage my emails for me and so he gets the notifications we both got that ding and i screenshot it send it to him i was like this was literally like what a year ago and the company just got back they're like let us know if you're ever back in new york and we can arrange something (laughs) That just so shows you that some people won't take you seriously, but the ones that do count, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to get into some follower questions from Kim's following. Okay, so... What, what do you got for us so far? Okay, so some of these are directed to me, some of these are directed to you, which I think is cute, and some of them are directed to us. Um, So I will kind of quickly skim through some of the ones that I thought might be nice. Um, I posted on my Instagram story maybe a couple hours ago asking my followers if they wanted to know anything from us because you know we were thinking what are we going to talk about in this podcast and i thought we'll just ask around so um let's see (laughs) i'm not gonna ask that one this is funny someone says what does max eat for breakfast that's a quick one answer that (laughs) who's that from shout him out real quick cameron forsythart cameron forsythart what do i eat for breakfast i it depends recently i've been switching to a really early schedule because i work at kiss fm and i've been 
board hopping for the morning show. So you have to be there in there at like 5 a.m. So honestly, I don't really eat breakfast until 10 a.m. when I'm done with that now. So I'll basically fast and have a cup of coffee at work and then come back, have some wheat, maybe a protein shake, <laughs> maybe even what you would think is lunch for breakfast, like a burrito or something. Yeah. And to I'm more focused on protein and carbs versus generic breakfast items. But once in a while, I'll have... Uh, frosted weeds from trader joe's shout out to trader joe's those vanilla we frosted live flakes at trader are joe's ah actually though pause i am on that hype with the greek yogurt we throw the omega trail mix from trader joe's over the top throw a little cinnamon on top trader joe's sponsor us <laughs> throw a little blueberry on top and fuego you have a whole meal right there and it tastes amazing crunchy I showed him that has some cranberries in there got your omega-3 fatty acids in there you're having a full complex breakfast oh right my there gosh. it's my okay. favorite just to give a little more context because i know max isn't gonna say it because he's very modest which is one of the things that i think is very hot about him he is a six pack i just want everyone to know he doesn't oh post my gosh pictures, i can't believe you're doing but that he right has now. a six pack so i'm putting him on blast and he is very he was super into fitness in high school so it's not like it just came without working for it but he also does eat very he's very knowledgeable about you know eating nutritious food and hitting the right things at the gym something that he's been teaching me too uh, a lot about nutrition and stuff like that so yeah it's not just like you get one without really being knowledgeable and working for it <laughs> but <laughs> i just putting that one out there wow <laughs> okay so um let's see how old are you we're both 23 towards kim right or both of us. I'll say for both I mean, of 20, us. Yeah, we're both 23. Kim's like a month older. Or a couple months older I'm like a couple months older. I'm a kooka. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, next one. Okay. How long has... I'm guessing that's have you been together? We've been together a little over two and a half years now. Yeah. Coming up on three in November of 2018. Fun fact. Um, We decided... <laughs> Say who asks, because I'm sure they like to have their name okay. out there. So, Wait. so say that the previous, I say the say the ones you've you've missed. Let me throw. Okay, so this is this is from. Okay, so this uh question, two of them that I just used because I thought they were good was from Isaac. Isaac Cast. Isaac Cast. I S A C C A S T. Okay. Isaac Cast. Next. <laughs> how old are you? And then how long have you been together? Oh, actually, another person asked, how long have you been together? Catherine Jean. Catherine Jean asked, how long have you been together? Um, Let's see. Oh, is that Kaki? <laughs> no, that's that's a that's different one. Oh. Um, she does have a similar name. Wait, wait, we need to cover that. Are you, are you up to speed now on the questions? I'm up to speed. All right, actually, a lot of people asked how old you are. Uh, Maria Me also asked that as well. So there's your question. We have from... Ahmad underscore Alasadim underscore M. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Shout Who's your photographer? <laughs> Who's your photographer? So this is a good one. Um, I do shoot a lot of the pictures myself. I have my camera connects to my phone, which I think is a really cool feature of it. Um, Max Bluetooth? also shoots me a lot. You know, if we spend a lot of time together, I'll be like, hey, let's get these shots really quick for this oh calm down i was like your main photographer until like just recently, as of recent to be honest oh well, yeah max definitely did help me with a lot of my pictures so those are the two main ones but i do also shoot with other photographers like yeah I'm, shout out to ryan dotson the homie uh, i'm going to shoot with him 
Um, in the next like 10 minutes, I'm heading down. We're going to have fun at to the Huntington beach. beach. You could see the different photographers that Kim's worked with. They're tagged on her profile. She kind of hops around. She's a homie hopper in that regard. Ah, homie hopper. You make <laughs> it sound like I'm cheating on the photographers. No, collaboration. Collaboration. Yeah, she collabs with a lot of photographers. I get to collaborate with a lot of really wonderful, wonderful photographers. Yeah. So, on, okay. on to the next question, though. Yes. Lightning round. <sighs> I feel like we should do like lightning um will you be showing this one's to me um the journal ride asked will you be showing more tutorials of you're speaking to the side of the mic so of your paintings maybe like this so then you're even if you speak to the side you're still speaking to the front okay will you be showing more tutorials of your paintings um in the future i do have a tutorial that shows the basics of, of the steps of processing of how i paint um Right now, I have been experimenting a lot and I'm refining, gaining new techniques, and I will be reserving those for myself just because they will be very distinctive markers in how my art is distinguished from other artists. But I do show you a lot of the basics, and I encourage you guys just to practice and play around and find what works for you. Um, so, yeah, I do have a tutorial on my YouTube, which you can find just by typing in Kim Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, so next question next question remember say their names uh destiny eve with two y's asked how did you get started and how long it take for you to financially be stable in just art so this is a really fascinating question so she's kind of asked did she, is she asking how long did it take you or how long would it take someone two questions so one is how did you get started and then the other is how long did it take you to financially be stable in just art so mm. that's a kind of a, a big question because it is a lot of kind of had been build, building your follower. <laughs> Max is drunk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, you've kind of that's a hard question because you've kind of been building your following no, for, a, wa- for a long time. But I yeah, you answer that. that. This is this is your followers question asking you to answer it. Asking me. Yes. Thank you. Um, So I got started. I'd always kind of been posting so i think my advice to someone that's wanting to get started is just start posting um don't feel like it needs to be perfect or perfectly edited um you get there with practice so just to practice a lot just start putting your stuff out there and eventually you know you start to grow more um uh you know that's how i got started just basically by literally just pushing myself to keep taking pictures and to keep creating art and to keep posting. How long did it take for me to come financially stable on Just Art? So this is a very tricky question. So what I did before, so I started, I took the leap to start working for myself, I guess about a year ago now. And what I was doing, my primary source of income at the time, what are you doing? Listening. <laughs> He's on Instagram. Um, can't even focus oh, right now. I'm checking your followers' <laughs> questions. Uh-huh. Um, so shoot, I got to get going soon. But basically, I started uh, creating content for companies. So being photography and posting to my Instagram, that was my main source of income for the longest time. And it wasn't until a lot more recently that I decided to really start pushing my art that I made started making a lot of money with my fine art paintings because those are a very high price point. And also with my hand-sewn t-shirts, which... Um, people were so wonderful. They just sold, they sold quicker than I could even put them out. And that's when I realized I need to start promoting this more. So I started promoting that more and started selling a lot more and more of those. And so I would say very recently, 
um, after years of working hard at this, have I come to the point where I can financially support myself as an artist, um, more specifically in the fine art realm, but in creating photography and my art as well, um, about a year. So long story short, <laughs> Kim has been working on this for a long time. It takes time. It takes proof of concept. You have to be able to sell your art and get enough money back to where you think you can really sustain this from those sales. And it moves on from there, right? Yes. Okay. I want to read this question. Can I enter some of the questions? Yeah. Intro. Which well, one? Pick one more. All right. One more. No, let's keep going. Baby, it's 4.53 and I need to go. He's trying to hold me. Ryan, I'll have you know, if I'm late to our shoot, it's because Max is holding me hostage and asking me more questions. You can chill. Sun goes down at eight. Okay. What kind I of, know, but I need to like- What kind of resin do you use? Tabletop resin, right? Yeah. Epoxy resin. Don't use a different type or else- <laughs> We've I gotten was, it from Home Depot before and that stuff works. Yeah. So. Or off Amazon. When I was studying at APU, I used the wrong type of resin and it created this terrible smell. And I just remember my friend who was in a class with me at the time now is actually my housemate and he lives right over there. But he said- Kim, you would never believe it. Someone stunk up the entire place and like almost killed us all. And I was like, Evan, that was me. And he goes, you did that? <laughs> shout out to so Evan. Bad. You live with him now. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Evan. Anyways, thanks, Tayray, for that question. <laughs> uh, when is the wedding Greenstone? TBD. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> You'll know when you know. You'll know when you know. That's a nice one. <laughs> um... Let's see. Yeah, this is like... Was me pasarias to number? Does that mean can I get your number? See, si. No. Hey, Soto Garcia. Chill, bro. Were you trying to slide through my girl's DMs through her response <laughs> Just tab? so you guys all know, people that send creepy DMs. I'm not saying like, oh, I get creepy. I think everyone, no matter what you do, is going to get creepy DMs. Don't send me creepy DMs. Max helps me manage and he sees that. And we both get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Are SpaghettiOs a super pasta? Caleb Blind and Design. Caleb Blind and Jiro, he, he went to APU. Oh, shout out to Caleb. Shout APU out to fam. Caleb. Are SpaghettiOs a super pasta? I am going to go with the are pasta inside the soup. So they're both. What are you? I agree. Okay. <laughs> Blessing Holly, how long have you been painting? You have true talent. Thank you. Um... I've been painting, kind of we touched upon it, but for a very, very long time, since maybe... 15 years, basically. 15 years. I'm old. Wow. Okay, but let's be honest. Just because you started early doesn't mean you've had quality practice the whole time. Yeah. So... I didn't take it It comes down to how much the, can you practice and take it seriously. I, until the past few years, three years, have I really, really started... But it's always painting. been a passion. It's always been a release for you. Yeah. Guys, find what you love and work hard at it. Sarah Lusab. How do you get your ideas? Kim is always on trend. I think she has a knack for it because honestly, oh. I've just been amazed by people's. I mean, I think she's very talented, but it, she's even her talent shows even more when I see these people just honestly like bang down her DMs to buy some work from her. Quote from Max bang down her DMs to buy some art from her. Right, break into her DMs to try to buy some Slide art from her. Slide into the DMs. Guys, also, I love so much when you do do that. Please contact me. Sometimes it takes me a hot second to respond, but I love every single one of them. Um, and thank you, guys. How do you get your ideas, though? How do I get my ideas to go back to it? 
I should have been managing these questions from the get because you kind of I know I got a bit. trail. You rail a little bit. I do. That's why we work well together. Because I go and I like stray. It's like it's like the sheep, kind of wandering, and he just <laughs> leads me back in. Rain oh me back in, Max. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, how do you get your trendy ideas, Cam? Answer okay, that one so for Sarah Lusab. Okay, so uh, Sarah underscore Luis I. It's funny. Sarah I, underscore Luis A B. Okay, so now you understand. You got the easy ones. I had to read the ones that were foreign, and I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. All right. Um, but I draw my inspiration from I want to say like three different main things. One of them is from music. Um, I love listening to music. I vary from very like alternative. I love Odessa and Aliana and Balaz. You type that <laughs> sounding ish into Google and you'll get her music. It's absolutely Ariana like, Balaz or something. Balaz. Like that, right? Ariana Balaz. It's like smooth and it's less sassy and it's so creative and I love her voice. Um, but then I also love rap and like strong female singers. So especially if they have a Latina pop. So Cardi B, I like it. Like that song when that came out, I was like, ooh. And then Havana, I was like, ah. Hey, I'm then, just saying, I showed my girl that song before it was even hot. He was the first one I'm that just showed saying. it to me because he finds all these songs before they're hot. And I was like, ah. But then what's the other one? The Dinero one? The, I yeah, Dinero, so like J-Lo. Dinero J-Lo. Oh, I love that one too. So for music, you get a lot of inspiration. Music like that will inspire me hugely. I weirdly sometimes get super inspired. Some of my best ideas have come when I'm at the gym. I was going to say pooping, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm on iFunny when I do that. You should know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, uh, yeah, when I'm at the gym, I think there's something that clears your mind about it. And I get some really wonderful ideas from them. And I have to write it down right away. Mm-hmm. And then another one is just looking at other art. Other artists create some very beautiful things. And I just... I'm in all of it and you get inspired. So either by the colors, by the look of it, things like that. Mm-hmm. Huge inspiration. Any favorite artist of yours? Okay. Uh, okay. So as you know, um, shout out to Mitch uh, Gobler Global, uh, an Australian artist. He, he does resin art and it's beautiful. And that was one of the first artists that I saw using resin in a very beautiful way. Got me very into it. And then this other one, I knew this question was coming. I'm going to say her name because her art uh, is very beautiful. And I recently discovered it. Um, Beth Nicholas. I recently came across her page and it's so beautiful. It's like all the colors that I use. Mm -hmm. And I saw her art and I was like, ah. This this also answers tiger.s.z's question. Favorite piece by another artist with a similar style. So there you go right there. Yeah. Okay. Have really beautiful art. And then uh, Mirami says i love you we love you too mirami also says how old are you we're 23 zach says what are the odds i can get on as a guest that is probably towards me shout out to zach he's my roommate from college and he's a homie zach we could definitely make something happen slide through the dms or text me you got my number let's get it a carrier pigeon send over a carrier pigeon um Uh, all right strand (laughs) of silver how did you start your podcast i've been wanting to start one all right strand of silver this actually took a good amount of research because there's a lot of work to it in my opinion if you want to do it right in my opinion kim needs to go i need to go i'm going to answer this question really quick okay you got to sign up with a syndicator there's a bunch of them there's libsyn anchor there's a bunch of podcast syndicators just google it that's the first step you got to get your hardware, a mic. You got to get an editing software, Audacity, Audition. I recommend those two. 
Audacity. I use ATR 2100s, recommended by Tim Ferriss. He's the homie. He's the biggest uh, inspiration I have in entrepreneurship, or at least one of the main inspirations, Kim would know. Yeah. And you kind of run it from there. I mean, you can look at different people's equipment lists and all that stuff, but you basically sign up with a podcast syndicator, get some content flowing, edit it up. There's YouTube videos for different methods of that. And then once you have your finished product, you put it into the podcast syndicator like Anchor or Libsyn or any of those, and it'll push out your MP3 or WAV file to all the different podcast platforms. We're talking about Apple, iHeart, Spotify, many others. So that's kind of the process there. And there's a deep rabbit hole when it comes to mic quality and sound quality. So just be careful not to fall all the way into that because that definitely stunt my growth. I definitely called him at the end of the day one day. And what have you done all day? And he's like, it was a rabbit hole. I was watching tutorial on tutorial. Yeah. Or like I I just have tried to edit audio way way more than it has ever needed to be added. He's like, does this one sound better? This one? I was like, they sound the same. Yeah. So just be careful about not falling falling into that rabbit hole. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. And just be podcasting for you. And I think the rest will follow. And keep watching YouTube videos to learn and grow. And you'll get yourself there my man shout out to strand of silver let me know when you've got your podcast on deck yeah. uh let me see if there's anything else we can get before kim needs to go i have to go i have to go well okay one thing that oh I- here's a good one that's actually pretty controversial di underscore levs kaya she says hi can people have your photo or art on the profiles do you think this is plagiarism yes okay so this question max <laughs> has been with me when i've discovered someone has stolen my art and said it was theirs i get livid guys but as anyone has the right to i've seen other artists get their work stolen before so i think the best way to go about it is i you know will dm the person let them know that this is my work. I have the right copyright to it. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, I think I it's 100% okay for poets because I have had a lovely experience with the poet community. If you want to put your own words on my art, um, leaving my signature in and tagging me, you can put that on Instagram. You cannot take that into an external source. So use that on a website or on, on a book or something like that. That's on Instagram where you can link people back to me. Anything other than that is pretty much stealing and not okay. Yeah. There's been people that have erased your watermark off your work yeah. and put it on their profile and pose as if it was their original yeah, content. And, and that is a big no-no. That is that plagiarism. That is a big no-no. And so what I've been doing more and more, and even though it's not the prettiest, and I have addressed <laughs> this, is I've been moving. She gets a little aggressive on her stories. Okay, there was Should one be like, time. followers unite. We okay. must take down this wretched foe. Okay. And she'll like tag the person who plagiarized her. Now you opened up story. a bag of worms. Don't put me in a bad light. What happened was I very... Hey, they deserved it. I admit. He saw the messages. I very kindly asked this girl. She uh, had been posting my art and photoshopping my signature out and putting her signature in. And I very kindly asked her, hey, um, you know, this is my art. Um, please take it down. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I found it on Pinterest. She took it down. No harm, no foul. I somehow came across her page again and saw the same thing was happening. I messaged her again. This is not okay. And she was like, I don't see what the problem is. She was getting very, like, very quick and snappy with me. And so she took it down. And I told her, I was like, please don't do this again. This is not okay. 
And as I was messaging her that she was posting more of my art with her name photoshopped. She was in it. honestly a savage. She I yeah, was, she would go further upset. than just she was going further than just claiming it and erasing Kim's watermark. And then she blocked. She was me. putting her own watermark on the work too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. So it's not. It's one thing to take my signature out. Was still not okay. But what she was doing further than that is she was putting her name in it. And then she blocked me, thinking that I wouldn't see. But I have more than one Instagram account, bitch. And so <laughs> I put her on blast. I like screenshotted it, and I don't. I posted it to my Instagram story, and it said, "Guys, this is not okay." And I will say, I didn't know I had such kind, dedicated people that just. I got so many DMs of people being like, "That's." terrible i don't like that people were writing her paragraphs on the pictures that she was posting saying this is not your art please this is not right take it down to the point where she had to take it down um she no longer does that and she i think it got so dirty as to where one of my followers said she's trying to message me and say that i put her on blast for no reason drama drama um but you heard it straight from me that's not what happened i will always uh, DM the person first and say, hey, kindly, can you please take this down? Even yeah. the second time, I will say, kindly, please take it down. So the third time, three strikes and you're out. <laughs> like, that's, that's too much. <laughs> three strike, baby. Three strike, baby. Yeah, um, so your followers have been wondering how we met. Yeah. So, um, basically, we both went to the same university. Uh, Kind of knew of each other since freshman year, but never really were in the same friend group, anything like that until junior year. Also, feel free to pause me and then input if you have anything that you want to kind of add along to this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep talking. But um, there was a competition. It was a business competition and we were both kind of in it against each other. And from there, we just kind of got food after and got to know each other a little bit better. Explain the business competition, though. Come so on. The People business want details. This is long form. It's a podcast. This is long form. I can get all into them fun details. Okay. Um, well, if anyone knows what the TV show Shark Tank is, it's kind of a Shark Tank. Um, kind of like Shark Tank. It's pretty much a little more forgiving. Basically, you are pitching to investors, but before that, they kind of walk you through it. They give you different lectures as far as, you know, how to help uh, grow your business advice on what to pitch advice on what investors are looking for and things like that so they kind of walk you through it before the pitch so they don't just shove you out there and say okay pitch you know so it's a really cool program I actually learned a lot from that but so we were in it against each other we each kind of had our own business idea mine was the current one that I'm doing now and his was an app at the time and we started hanging out after that and I it was like Octoberish time because I remember it was at a Halloween party that uh, I uh yeah <laughs> yeah that um you know we were texting here and there a fun thing fun fact um I play hard to get and then Max plays hard to get and then when you get two people who play hard to get not a lot happens <laughs> so <laughs> we finally decided we're just talking to each other i was like okay well i like you and you know the same like i like you so we decided that we really liked each other at that point we had um one month left in the semester what what totally giving the the g version of this well i i don't want to get into the explicit so 
Kim and I were in the same business competition, I would see her across. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would see her across the room in her glasses and I'd be like, damn, that, that girl's cute. And then she'd look over at me while I was pitching and be like, what's up, honey? Yeah, and I then, was like, you And then cute. we'd go get dinner after at the school cafeteria and hang out. We'd just hang out and talk, you and, know, it was and those then, and then long one night, talks. Then one night, we went to a Halloween party and all those crazy, emotions I... came up front. I think if you've been, oh, can I even say this? I don't know because we went to a private university. It was off campus and we were of age. I'll just have this be known. Um, we were drinking. <laughs> that, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can't take our diploma away our, from us our, now. Our, 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 our suppressed feelings came up front. <laughs> and then we made out. From that point forward, we started hanging hung out, out a, lot. a lot more. Like every like, single day, started texting a lot. Yeah, um, and, and, but then like a month later, I, I was leaving to Barcelona. So yeah, we basically got into this really quick relationship well, without calling it a relationship. From, really, from our end, you know, he knew that he was already the next semester signed up to study abroad in Barcelona, and I knew that too. That was known. Both of us, I think, neither of us were really looking for something. I kind of recently got out of something. You recently got out of something. We just weren't really looking for that, especially with you studying abroad. He wasn't really looking for somebody, but you just never know when you're going to meet this person. Sometimes timing isn't perfect. So we kind of knew that. And I distinctively remember, since we're doing the long form version, it was like a week or two before he was leaving. Uh, Max said, well, I think we need to address something. Um, basically, what are we going to do? Are we going to, when he leaves, are we just going to, you know, say, okay, this was nice, but I'll just see you when you get back. Or are we going to try and make this, relationship work and so i said okay well on the count of three i'm gonna count down from three (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna say either stay or go so stay as we stay together and go is we're just you know we'll go and then we'll see each other stay go (laughs) no (laughs) stay go no it was it was actually really cute uh three i went three two one and both of us said stay and we looked at each other and we were both so happy but then also the following thought was just like oh shit like we've never done long distance and just didn't know what to expect but honestly i think it was for the time being it was perfect because it taught us so much about communication and about being intentional with each other which i think was a very valuable lesson now both of us even saying looking back like i don't want to spend that long away from him he doesn't want to spend that long away from me anymore but at the time i think it was all right and we actually made it through so we had been dating for like a month and he studied abroad for four months you know we talked to each other every night communication was really good and Not every night well not every night but we had kind of a schedule you know one was waking up one was going to sleep we would check in on each I other mean, we'd at least text oh yeah at least text at least have some form of communication just to be like i'm alive and i'm yeah well. but there would be some days where i'd be like traveling for like a weekend or a few days and i wouldn't talk to her or whatever yeah or i service or yeah or i had my stuff (laughs) and i think we both you know were good at communication but we also both respected each other's space i respected that he was studying abroad and he respected that i was taking so many units at the time yeah and just had a lot going on at the time she was doing modeling shoots and i came to find out that oh my gosh you're gonna get into this she was modeling (laughs) in her underwear in this guy's house who ended up liking her okay first off First off, you're telling this in a very poor light. So what happened was we had. She was a doing a brand deal. She was part of our for friend an under, group. She was doing a brand this? deal. She's doing a brand deal for an underwear company. 
while I was gone with her girlfriend, and not girlfriend, but like a girl photographer. Yeah, with my lady lover. With a, <laughs> no, a girl, with, a girl. with a girl photographer who was her friend. But for some reason, they wanted to use this guy's house. Well, he had a really beautiful house. And the guy had house. a crush on her. And yeah. he was being a I creeper know and the time. watching you in the no, kitchen. No, no, no. No, I didn't. Neither of us knew at the time. I didn't know. He was just part of our friend group. I thought he was a good buddy. And oh we, he had gosh. a beautiful oh, house. Oh, so a we good buddy. So then you model in your underwear at their house. Makes sense. Well, yeah. And also, to put another side note, I no longer do that kind of stuff. I don't model in my underwear. Mm. Um, I, well, basically... We survived. Oh, and you we remember thrived. the reason for that, Brandon deal. You're probably getting paid like 100 bucks. It was. I mean, I didn't have that much of a following back then, but it's whatever. Um, <laughs> so basically, I... we came back stronger because of it. I think we got into a whole talk, though, where I said you shouldn't do deals like that. Oh, and I understood. Especially, especially if you're not getting paid like a freaking... Uh, magazine cover well yeah and that was even for that even a learning experience for me of just like valuing um you know my own self and my image and what kind of content i will be shooting and creating and stuff like that and also you know as a new boyfriend how his opinion matters on that something i think is really important is we never tell each other what or what not to do we don't set definitives we set suggestions of what we feel comfortable with. <laughs> suggestions that will piss you <laughs> off if they don't Suggestions happen. as in, I will give you the silent treatment if this is not it. No, no, suggestions out of love. Um, And because out of love, we love each other. We usually like to respect those. I can't think of anything that we haven't really respected of each other, of each other's wishes. So I think that's good. All about compromise. L- long story short, met at Zoo Ventures, a Shark Tank-like competition. Started to really like each other from afar. Uh, we kissed for the first time on Halloween <laughs> and then, uh, um, accelerated that month into a quick, uh, honeymoon. Wait, I have to say and this then story I off to Barcelona and we went long distance about how we actually started here. dating. And, uh, I-, I feel like that really strengthened our relationship. I have to distance. say this to set the record. Okay. So we were hanging out and texting all the time, but we didn't really put a title on it. I asked him, he was like, well, I don't really like titles, which every girl wants to hear. That's just what every girl's dream is to be have a guy that they like be like, well, I don't really want to put a title on it or anything. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But my sister came to visit one weekend and we took her out to the cafe. We were walking back. He had his arm on me. I had my arm on her. We were kind of like the Wizard of Oz, I guess, walking back. And my sister Rachel goes, you and your boyfriend or uh boyfriend? I don't know. What is he? And Max just looks at me and he smiles and he goes, yeah, I'm her boyfriend. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I was like, this is how you asked me to be your girlfriend. My <laughs> sister literally accidentally calls you my boyfriend. And then that's how it happened. <laughs> but I also didn't say I love you till a year later. Oh, but. yeah. L- let me tell you this. Just any girl isn't like, no, your friends ask. Even after a few months, did he say it? Did he say it? And I was like, no, he didn't say it. But like, we say it in our actions to each other. And we really did. He was so sweet. And I think it was just, it's not that we didn't really love each other. It's just that I think we were both a little scared. Um, but uh, when we he finally did, it was on our one year anniversary. We were sitting on a beach in Malibu, which was actually really pretty. But I didn't think he was going to say it. He was just sitting, you know, we were sipping on wine. And I was like, well guess we'll get going and he's like wait and i was like (gasps) (laughs) he finally said it and it was cute but definitely you made me wait you made me wait for that i definitely wanted to hear it first so i'm glad you did so anyway that's her story (laughs) any other questions please please forward them on to kim yeah yeah we'll (laughs) maybe have have girl talk about it oh yes (laughs) i on the other hand i believe my masculine following would uh (laughs) 
would appreciate to stick to business. So let's keep up the think, business train rolling on I this episode. I think since there's two of us, I think a good combo of the whole his and her aspect is, you know, we just get to say a little. I mean, n- don't take me wrong. I love business. I love talking about business. So don't try and pitch it as if I don't like to talk about business. No, I'm, I'm not saying woman. that, but I'm saying that. You that, the, those topi- you jack. Those topics- You're like, yes, though, I know you could talk about this mushy stuff all day, but I'm going to talk about business. No, I talk talking about business to you, dork. But on that note, let's continue the interview. Let's get into some more of the behind the scenes of Kim Rose. So, so Kim, we're, we're kind of closing up here, but and I know you got to go, but I think some of the audience might wonder your take on us on working together as a couple and like what that experience has been like yeah i can attest that there are high and low points yeah definitely (laughs) definitely 100 percent. i think and you can correct me if i'm wrong but even especially towards the beginning of the relationship i don't really let's say that again just in case because i if i hit it okay i can attest that there are definitely high and low points oh yeah definitely um and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I remember, I think especially even when we first started working together, we did not really argue that much, bear with me, um, outside of working together. It wasn't until we started working together that I think that challenged our relationship in different ways that it hadn't before. You know, because having been in a relationship with someone and then being a business partner with someone are two very different things. Yeah. And so I think Excuse me, I wouldn't say it calls business partners. I would more say that we collaborate together. Yeah, we did collaborate together, but I mean we made money together. We would have each other on our own payroll, things like that. So um in essence and it was kind of all around the same business. So yeah, I guess you could call it um collaborating together, but collaborating together very often. Yeah. On a monthly basis. So um but I think through that, because I think there was a moment where <laughs> I remember we decided, you know, should we keep working together? Is this something that we should kind of push through? And we both decided, yeah, that it was a good thing to keep working together, to keep being creative together and working on business together. And I think our relationship has grown because of that. I'm not saying it's easy or that it was always easy, um, but I think A, our relationship has grown a lot through that. And B, we've made some pretty freaking awesome memories by doing that, you know, and just yeah. going around the world, filming together, even looking back at footage that in the moment we were like focusing on getting the product and things like that, looking back and just saying, wow, that really was an incredible experience. Like when we were whoop, dancing at sunrise by the Eiffel Tower, that was definitely a moment for me um, yeah, for in content creation. Yeah, for the watch video and then in shooting um yeah. i thought that was cool or even in going to new york and going to different destinations riding in the helicopter like you talked about was pretty cool i think what worked about it is that we've worked on projects together that we would have wanted to do on our own anyways mm-hmm. so it was just a plus that we got to do it together yeah and yeah there was kinks in the road or we argued together and i feel like we had bigger arguments than we have ever had outside of our yeah 100%. like in our normal relationship while working together yeah just because it's such a different thing it is so if but any- what do you think about because i've seen some big influencers or like you know fitness people or whatever will say they keep their business separate from their relationship yeah what i do mean you think about that? Uh, i think there's no dogmatic rule that will work for everyone and every couple um 
some people just probably aren't good in working together, but other people are good in working together. I think for us, it definitely, we had to try for it at first, but when we got into the groove of it, things started coming a lot more easily. I'm not saying that there are no bumps in the road ever, but they came a lot more easily. And I think separately from that, our relationship, just as in me and you of dating, became stronger through that. Um, For the influencers that say that they keep their business business, I mean, <laughs> I remember at one point, we realized keep that we were separate. keep the business separate from the relationship. Um, at one point, and I don't, I don't think we follow through this even now. But I remember saying, I think it might be a good idea if <laughs> we just try and email each other our business inquiries or things related to business. Just no, to that's kind not of what I'm saying. That the people I've seen online say about the relationship, they're saying they literally don't collaborate on their business together. Yeah, I I do know someone who's like that. I just think it's case by case. Um, like I said before, I know some. I think why not get your hustle on? Like, yeah, I mean, I picture Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, well, cause, I think because they're freaking on tour together, making millions right yeah, now. Yeah, I know? mean, so obviously, I feel like it works for people. Works for people. I think one thing, one element that's really important is they have to be kind of in the same field. For example, Jay Z, Beyonce. Okay, they're both singers. Um, for me and you, you know, we'd both do modeling, photo editing and photo shooting, capturing things like that. So we do kind of work in the same field. I think that's something that helps it work. Um, and we also learned from each other a lot, uh, and taught each other so that we could be a little bit more on the same page too. But yeah, if you guys are both in the same field, I figure like, uh, if why not something that I'd like to say to counter that is don't get in a relationship with someone <laughs> just because, of uh what they do specifically to say if you're a model and you just really want that boyfriend photographer i think i have a lot of people that i've seen that will get into these relationships just because they seem these picture perfect type things but they aren't really getting to know each other as people first before that and so before you know it they're posting these beautiful pictures together but then a few months later the relationship is ended and you know i think that happens often and uh, i mean i think you know it could be a learning experience but just to be wary of when you are looking for somebody i don't think you should necessarily start off looking for a business partner uh get to know the person first and then after that if you can start doing business together because we didn't start doing business together i think um well, even the first part of our relationship when we first got into a relationship the first month right after that you studied abroad for a month so it wasn't even like we could do work together but when you got back i started asking for you to help me shoot and that wasn't then directly when i got back though yeah i don't think it was directly it was when like you after got back. that summer i think so so we didn't jump right into it right away if people i don't know might be wondering that it wasn't until after you know we'd kind of gotten to know each other and and that whole process even of you studying abroad that was pretty hard but i think we did learn a lot of good things about each other and about communication um, without physically being there with each other, especially early on in the relationship. Strengthened our relationship in other ways? Yeah, I think it gave it a sturdy foundation, um, you know, for us to be able to work on this communication as much as we could. What was nice about you being on the other side of the world is that our days were kind of flip-flopped. So your morning was my evening type thing. So one would be waking up and one would be going to sleep. So it's not like we were wondering the whole day, what is this person doing? It was more like when I woke up, you were going to sleep, we would check in on each other. And then vice versa, we would just kind of check in on each other and do our own thing. Yeah. 
which i thought was cool which we didn't really even talk about in this podcast have we yet Mm-mm. yeah but it's not so much about about the anyways, there was no drama anyways, <laughs> you um, can't interlude that and not tell the anyways, story <laughs> uh since this is this is a business oriented podcast slash a little bit of lifestyle of the guests such as yourself However, I kind of want to hit the business side just a little bit, especially before we get along to closing out. I mean, let's talk some numbers because I'm sure some of your followers are wondering, some of the people that look up to you maybe, they want to know how are you surviving doing this full time right now? What numbers has it taken in terms of following or brand deals or you selling your art? Has it taken for you to get to where you're at? Mm -hmm. Uh, Any kind of points on that? Maybe rough CPM rates when it comes to brand deals. I'm sure some people w- would wonder about that. Mm-hmm. So what can you what can you give your audience here? Because I'm sure they're they wonder about this. Yeah, and it's actually funny. I just had this talk with one of our interns. I just another side note. Just hired three interns on for this awesome project that I can talk later about. But basically, how I started off, and obviously everyone has a different journey, but how I started off, it was a lot more on the influencer-based work. I'm not, wasn't even an influencer per se. It was more of just, it started off as trade when I realized that companies would send you product. At that time, I was smaller for free for you to post a picture. I thought, this is so cool. Um, I want to start doing more of that. You know, I've always been very into fashion and realized that I could work with companies I would shop at anyway. So I started to kind of explore that area in that realm. And eventually... Yeah, but give some step-by-step. Like, how did that... What did that look like? Step-by-step. Okay, maybe uh, anywhere from 5 to 10K, I want to (laughs) say. 5 to 10K followers. Um, And I would reach out to companies either via Instagram DM or what people don't realize is that these companies often have their email on the Instagram so you can just straight up email these companies which I prefer um, just to keep things less cluttered and I think it comes across as more professional Um, but I didn't always start off like that I would just DM companies and we would get collaborations that way I think if you're starting to make money you definitely need to email the companies just because email it's a little more proof from a legal standpoint um, of what the contract what the terms were and things like that um so as i grew more eventually i would start getting paid and i know one thing that you're wanting me to touch upon is general pay um people wonder all the time how much as an influencer should i get paid and i think there's a lot of different factors that go into that a general rule of thumb is a hundred dollars per um 10k so 10k 100 that that's only in reference to instagram though that's only reference it, it to Instagram. it completely changes on different platforms it definitely does especially when it <clears> comes <throat> to podcasting or do youtube things like that but even just in instagram because i'm going to talk about that because that's where i'm more of an expert in but uh that's just a rough number that's not necessary there's a lot of different things like the cost of production so how much it's going to cost for you to actually shoot the pictures can you shoot this in your room do you have to hire a photographer, makeup artist, whatever um, team that you might need? You know, are there more people involved? Like for me, I know some um, the companies like wine companies, I would charge a bit more if you and I were both involved just because it's involving two people. Um, and then often we would get a photographer for that, too. Um, but there's just a lot of different factors. And also the craftsmanship. Some people take mere selfies and not to shame on mere selfies because I've done those, too. 
but that's not going to be uh, as good quality of a picture as one taken on a professional camera. So just different things to factor in mm-hmm. when you're trying to quote a price. And another thing is just experiment with it, you know? Um, yeah, because companies, rates are always changing. Too. Yeah, rates are changing. Um, one thing that I don't like to see is photographers and influencers, just creatives as a general, underselling themselves because they're trying to portfolio build. Um, or they're just trying to survive. Or they're just trying deals. to... Uh, you're not going to survive if you're always undercutting yourself and if you're always devaluing your work as, okay, well, I just got started. You know, they don't know if any... If you have a beautiful... First, you do have to have a good enough looking portfolio to let them know what you can do. But beyond that, take ownership of it. Be like, yeah, this is what I do. Um, This is the fair price. Take it or leave it. And it's just a numbers game from there on out. Honestly, you will message a bunch of companies. I've gotten so many no's, but I've gotten a lot of yeses. And I think that people in need to... In terms of outreach for yeah, brand deals? Yeah, in terms of outreach, um, people need to not be afraid of no's. And another thing that to give hope to people that are trying to grow... Because I remember we were talking about this too, especially earlier on is before I would spend a lot of time on outreach. Um, Now, not so much at all. I haven't even reached out to companies. Um, When you start growing and getting a reputation either by having a larger following or by working with other, um, you know, well-known companies and they'll tag you, you get a lot of clients through that. So I haven't even done outreach uh not, not for a while, I can think of. And still some good companies. Uh, another thing from an influencer, since I thought of it, don't sell out. Um, don't be one of those. I don't want to shame too much, but like those tummy time teas and those uh, teeth whitening. If it's just not in line with your brand at all. Um, and, you know, I definitely earlier on, I did some brand deals that definitely weren't in line with what I did. But I learned from that. I learned to be very specific um with what you do choose to present to your followers and to be honest with the companies too say if it's a new product and you've never tried it before i remember this one shampoo company um i told them you know after i received the product i'm gonna try it out for a little bit before i recommend it um and just be very transparent with the company early on and they were okay with it they were totally on board and i think one of the reasons they're on board is because a they believe in their product and it is a quality product Mm -hmm. and b they'll know that my review is so much more authentic and that my relationship with my followers is a lot more authentic because i'll only share something that i actually believe in and back you know yeah well moving away from brand deals what would you say was the point where you realized that you could turn around and survive off of what you're making yeah um i'm sure they're wondering about that what is the ratio of your brand deals to your art sales because i feel like the art sales are are a big part yeah i think art sales are a big part when i first took the leap to just work for myself i do think at the time brand deals were a lot more prominent um but i did always have that art element i would get art commissions i would sell art through my website uh things like that and as of recent, I want to say maybe in the past six months, it's I started posting more art because I realized that's what I wanted to be more about, you know, art and fashion. And um, amazing things happened because of it. I started getting a lot more requests, a lot more commissions to the point where I want to say my art, it 
skyrocketed. I, f- I find it really interesting because I felt like for a while you're going down a, a route where you're like, I, I want to be a model. I want to do brand deals, blah, blah, blah. But really, mm-hmm. I feel like you're, you're following exponentially grew once you doubled down onto your art side. Didn't forget about the brand deals and all that, but really put forward what separates you from the pack. Yeah, I think so. I think when I realized I started, I heard a podcast saying something, you know, if you're either rebranding yourself or trying to figure out what content your existing followers like experiment. So I would experiment and see just by posting and then seeing what posts got the best engagement as far as what do my followers like. I learned that my followers really, really love art and they love when there's a human element. So me in the pictures with my art those are the pictures that have by far done the best the other ones that i've also noticed are pictures of me and you together um those have gotten the most impressions um the pictures for me that have gotten the most saves are the little line drawings that i do because you know within the, it's just very interesting when you go into the analytics of everything and so i realized okay my followers really love the fashion posts that i do and they love the art posts and they love the couples posts so i decided i'm really going to start focusing on that and i think when i did that um my growth just kind of became more exponential because people realized that a I was posting about my true self and things that I really love doing. Yeah, you weren't and, just putting on a front like uh, you're this. Like, yeah, model and chick, blah, not blah, to blah. say that necessarily I was ever putting on a front. It was just I was trying to be more. I thought, okay, why well, in order to be an influencer, I need to do all these. Brand I thought deals. you were suppressing a part of yourself. I was. I definitely was, and I think it might have been fear a part of it. Just fear of being an artist and not making it i think that might have had something to do with it uh i think there's this negative stigma which is cool i'm gonna actually um talk in a separate interview about this tomorrow about this negative stigma around artists and how we can kind of overcome that and really the best way to do it uh, learning from myself and talking to other artist friends is just go for it <laughs> just go for it push as hard as you can um the you know you might not get a return on investment right away luckily I think just because I had a foundation that helped me so, so much. But now it's to the point where um, definitely full force going into the art business, into expanding that. And the payoff's been incredible. Yeah. Yeah, which I know you've seen. Even sometimes we'll look at these messages or emails and we'll both just look at each other in astonishment. Like, what is this? Is this real? cords sorry about it <laughs> oh my god she's like moving her legs around and like kicking the cords. so if there's any you're sound, moving yours sorry too about that. you're moving yours I'm too not. You're not i'm literally your sitting over here like a statue <laughs> anyways uh yeah okay but i wanted to reference some of the numbers so would you say like break down a ratio of your income right now you don't have to give exact numbers but at what point huh. did That's- you get pushed over the level where you're like oh i I can go and rent a room. I can go pay for groceries. I can yeah. get, I, can, I can survive on just this. I think the first thing That's that what people are wondering let me know? realize that I could. One thing that I realized and just for myself is that I needed to move out of the house just to really push myself to be able to double down because to be able living to at down. the house, you were getting distracted by home. Well, it was just activities <laughs> to just, put it nicely. Just <laughs> distractions. But also for me, I think it gave me the final push that I needed. So we had one major contract and then another minor contract that both of us looked at and said, okay, you I know, think it's just that you have stepped away from the safety net a little bit more. You step away from the safety net. That's made you work net. harder. Nothing makes you work hard, like actually having to. And I remember my, 
um, dad said once uh, advice that he was like his boss's boss's boss or something like that. Learned a very valuable lesson early on, especially in the world of startup, because what he did is he he was an entrepreneur and um, is sitting very happily now. But okay, <laughs> let's not go off on that tangent is, though. Is just that you have to commit to something, and sometimes to actually fully commit, you need to get out of your comfort zone and make yourself actually do it. So for me, I had that first contract that I said, okay, this will cover my bills, and then a little more because contract I like to what? save. Uh, uh, it was a contract with. You gotta remember, I know, but they don't. I mean, should should I say? You can say generally. Uh, generally, it was what a watch. It, a brand deal? What? <laughs> it was a brand deal. Uh, uh, with a watch company, and that was one of our major. We had another minor one at the time, and then since then, I haven't even had to do outreach. It's just been a huge blessing. I got another one, um, just as big contract. Uh, that I was. This is that awesome, was more recent, know? though. You moved out before you got that oh, one. Oh, I definitely moved out before I got that one. But that that one's seven-ish months now, which isn't the longest time. And then, again, as even more recently, I have another new company that is coming on in that way. So the lesson here so is... Bre- yeah, break it down. So you had a, a, like a couple reoccurring monthly brand deals yeah and that had a certain quota and payoff that you could assume that you were getting for mul- for a good extended period of time at least six months right yeah definitely. and you had art sales and would you say your art sales were above the the contract money so or initially below? definitely not something that i'd like to say before i forget is just as an independent contractor a creative person whatever um in order to have stability try not to do those one and burn deals try to have a long lasting relationship and if it's over only over 500 but if it's even over a hundred bucks um make sure that that's in writing make sure that uh you are legally protected and uh, that the terms it, are I very think clear. The rules more like it's over three hundred or something like that. Isn't over three, it? Or five hundred, something like that. You're talking about for a contract, even. right? I'm talking about for contracts. Yeah, yeah, just to protect yourself, but especially if it's something that you're really counting on that for the next whatever five months. We would do ours companies. There's give and take. Um, a lot of companies that I worked with, they would push for the contract to be longer, but I would always say no just because my account was growing so quick. So obviously, my posting rate will be worth more. A lot more by the end of the contract so i try to keep it shorter anywhere from four to six months um so that way at the very end we can reevaluate to, to account see. for your growth to account right? for my growth and obviously we project the growth like we'll say okay for from my past growth rate this is where i should be towards the end of the contract i'll charge you for the middle amount but pretty much with every single single contract because of the way my Instagram has been growing. It's just been exponential. They end up getting a deal by the end of the contract for locking you in for X amount of months. They do, but at the same time, I feel I get the benefit of having stability, which is something. So once I have stability, then I can move on to yeah. you know growing up. I things. mean, I feel like once you have just the brand deals just pouring in, like it's just shooting fish in a barrel. That's when you can really not offer. Yeah. That's oh, when you can really say, well, you better book now for six months or else I'm going to be worth double or blah, yeah. blah, blah. Also, another thing months. is I just, and I'm sure a lot of other bloggers can say this, we roll our eyes when someone tries to give us a counteroffer. It's like, no, this is this is my posting rate. I'm not going to take your counteroffer. I'm talking about counteroffers that are going lower. So if you say this is my rate and then they try to low value, just uh, I personally don't go for those because it's not even worth it. And also... um. It just I'm not going to let that time take away from my art business. So, yes, to go back to your original question, initially it was the brand deals. Now it's heavily the art. The art 
Yeah. In combination with the brand deals, it's been incredible that ever since I started diving down into art, it's been paying off so much, <laughs> which is why I launched this new campaign where I'm trying to use that to bring awareness and funds to kids in Mexico, which we can talk more about later. So basically, main point, you had a couple of reoccurring contracts and some art sales flowing, and that's what gave you the stability to move out. Yeah, definitely. And, and do this full time. Yeah, definitely. And I've been doing this full time for a while, I think. Maybe a little under a year. Yeah, I feel like your your reoccurring brand deals that happen on a monthly basis are kind of more of your insurance. They and your art is your uh you know, your hustle basically. Yeah, I right? think I think the the just even the one initial brand deal is what gave me the comfortability to know that I could do this on my own. And then the other brand deals kind of sweeten the deal. But right now my main source is definitely been the art. The art's been pulling a very heavy weight. And what's cool about that is I've been able to use I'm a saver. I've been using all these funds to really invest in the new project or to try and find ways to extend that, to invest it, things like that. Um, but because I was a saver, I was able to do all the things that I'm going to be able to be doing in the next few months, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get into that. Let's get over to closing out. What can we look forward to in the future? I know we, we talked a little bit about the nonprofit event, but I'd like to go into more depth into that. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been a project that I've pretty much been dreaming about for a while. And as of recent, you know, I don't want to say all the elements, the stars aligned and all the elements came together, but there were a lot of different elements just in ways of, you know, financial stability, being able to put all my time into this as in working for myself, the connections that both you and I have made and just living in LA and working in the industry that we have. Um, I decided that now was the time for me to really push for this. And especially with my art, just pretty much selling well, get, like well, crazy. So what is this though? Yeah. So this is, I, our goal is to raise a hundred thousand dollars for kids in Mexico through an art auction which um, is held. already which is already a part of your normal art sales. Yeah. You're just increasing the percentage to pretty much all of it. Yeah. For, for this fundraiser. Yeah, right? to all of it. Nor yeah, so normally you donate about what, 10 or 20%? 10, 10% of profits just from any of my art sales would go to this. Um, you know, depending on how my business grows, I'll see if I can raise that. But this whole movement, we wanted to really just create something that got people's attention you know, we're having this art auction. We're really pushing full force. And I'm super excited because we have an incredible film team that's going to be creating this awesome promo video. We're going to be going to Mexico to an orphanage. And they're also going to be with me, you know, in the process of making art. We're going to make this awesome video that we're going to share to get people hyped about everything and to let them know ways that they can help before the event. And then in addition to that, we just hired on three awesome, incredible interns that are very passionate about this project and all have unique skill sets that, you know, I'm training them. And then also they're just kind of giving it all to this project. And it's awesome. This wonderful group. So there's, there's five of us right now on this group um, that are working on this project. But in the next month we are looking possibly to expand to a larger group with help of APU. We'll see. We'll see basically what our needs are at the time. But right now we have this awesome group. What is this event going to look like? So this event is going to look, it's going to be a charity auction held. We're in the midst of looking for a venue right now, but we're looking in Beverly Hills. Um, and we're going to have, you know, celebrity appearances, press, pretty much anything and everything that you can think of. We're going to 
um, get this advertised as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be pretty incredible. What, I'm very What types excited. of people are gonna be there? I feel like you're just kind of grazing over the service. Well, on, I mean, baby. it's not gonna it's <laughs> get not, into it. <laughs> we're still in the midst of deciding. You know, obviously within the inner realm, where we're gonna have you know food, alcohol, all things like that. Um, it's gonna be an exclusive event for the actual bidding, but we're gonna have an outdoor area with a silent auction. So we're gonna feature other artists' art that they donate to the cause. And we're going to be raising money that way. And we'll see. We might even have um, some more fun events going on open just to anyone else in the area. But, you know, we're still deciding. What we know for certain is that we are going to have a silent auction kind of leading up to it, featuring other artists. And then the main, I guess, bread and butter of the event is going to be we're going to be auctioning off my fine art pieces with a market value anywhere from 1000 to $10,000 um and drops mic yeah <laughs> well and that's what we're going to use to um bring the money to kids in mexico we partner with this amazing organization which i've been on so many phone calls and emails with they probably hate me now but icf um we're partnering with them and they you know work with a lot of different organizations and i'm just really excited to be working with them and to be working with my team and i'm really excited for all this definitely a lot of uh sleepless nights ahead but i'm so excited for it all awesome what can the audience do to help out with this so right now currently you can go to kimroseart.com forward slash mission that will give you more information and you can sign up for our emailing list to stay updated um and just keep an eye on that page because we are going to be posting the video soon and as if of this week We'll be taking donations, say, if people cannot make it to the event or if they cannot afford the art. Um, they can still help donate, you know. Uh, it is a tax write-off, so that's kind of a bonus, too. And we'll be telling you exactly where that money's going to. We'll even have a follow-up video showing you where this is going to. But I'm personally going to the charities that we're going to be partnering with and, um, you know, beforehand, but then also after just to kind of see everything that has been going on so rest assured uh your money will be going to a good place (laughs) (laughs) and if they aren't in the position to donate they could probably what help share yeah when we post it's up when we post the video people will definitely know about it it'll be plastered everywhere and even if you can't donate uh just share it we're looking for as many eyes to see this video and to learn about this cause and to learn about the need as possible so you guys will definitely know um in the next month or two when that video is launched i'll be excited and you'll be able to share it'll be all over facebook instagram anything like that you guys heard from the best that was kim rose kim rose art to be official that is my girlfriend she's an awesome human being follow her at kim.rose.art across all socials and keep up with her website kimroseart.com for any news on that event coming up I'm so excited to surpass our goal of raising over $100,000 for youth in Mexico and their art programs. If you want to stay in the loop, like I said, follow her on social or check out the website and uh, see how you can help out with the cause. If anything, sharing the story would help out a whole lot if you can't give financially. Keep up with me on social at Chats with Max. We got another big guest coming up next week on Wednesday. If you want to stay informed, definitely follow me. I'll be posting about who's coming up and the future podcast coming up. And just be a part of the Chats with Max fam. I'm excited to check in with you guys next week. And we'll see you then. All right. Peace. Peace.